This program is designed to be listened by adults and therefore may be unsuitable for children under 17. Back for more, are we? Your mind really is a twisted one. You're getting a real kick out of this, aren't you? Naughty, naughty. Well, I suppose I have no choice but to entertain you with other people's misfortunes now. Let's see. Do you ever look back on the past and regret? <laughs> of course you did. But is regret truly a bad thing? Or do you have to rip it out like a cancer? Arthur Tale. Operator 9. I wake up and I think, first off, that I must be lost. I don't open my eyes for a while, and they ache as if I've been forced to clench them for hours. I decide, after taking a few long breaths, that I should open them. I realize, first off, I'm cold. I'm barefoot, wearing nothing but a damp pair of jeans and a white t-shirt. I realize, second off, I don't know where I am. I'm in a flat, endless-looking terrain entirely coated in dirt. It stretches beyond my vision, out into the dark. I'm sitting on this wood bench just in front of a slim, paved road. And across from me, across the paved road, is a shining blue light. <sighs> no, the light's not just a light on its own. It's a sign attached to an old-looking, maybe... 70s telephone booth. Blocky in shape and minimalist, but metallic in design. A beacon. And I'm drawn to it. <sighs> Shit. My arm. My arm burns. And I see why. As I stand from the bench, three characters are freshly branded into my skin. Pound. Zero. Nine. The booth. Operator 9, okay. who would you like to speak with today? Hi, yes, please. Uh, um, I don't know where I am, and I need, uh, I just... Um, who would you like to speak with today? Who would I like to speak with? 
I'm racking my brain. I'm reaching into the depths of nothing for something. And I realize in horror that I don't know anyone. I don't know me. I don't know my name. I don't know who I am or how I've gotten here. I don't know where home is. I don't know who to call. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know who to speak with. I, I don't know anything. You must know someone. Who would you like to speak with? Please, sir. I don't remember. Just help me get out of here. Uh, I don't know where I am, but can someone please just come pick me up? Uh, there's a bench and, and an open road across the street. I can't help you. You must know someone. Who would you like to speak with today? Uh, if you can't, just... God, please help me! I don't know how long I stayed in the phone booth after that. In silence. The rain continued to slash against the glass walls, and as it did, I prayed in rhythm to it. Someone had to come for me. Someone had to pass by on this road. I trained my eyes to the endless darkness waiting for headlights, training my ear for the sound of an engine. My eyes were dry from staring without interruption. If I blinked, I might miss it, but nothing ever came. I don't remember anything, but I have an idea of who I could call, of how to get out of this place and go home. Second call. Hello, this is Operator 9. Who would you like to speak with today? The authorities. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Hi, hi. I'm I'm lost. I'm I'm hurt, and I I, I don't remember how I how I got here. Please, I need to go home. Uh, I understand, ma'am. Where are you? I don't. I don't know. Okay. If you can describe the area, uh, we'll see what we can do, and we'll send someone right away. It's just a, a huge expanse of dirt. There's um, a long road and a bench. Um, I'm across from it in, in a phone booth, but I, I can't see anything else. Sounds like Hitchhiker Countryman. Uh, is that meant to be a joke? I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh... I open my mouth to respond. But from the darkness, yeah. two bright lights seem to just fizzle into existence. You still hear me? They're coming close, fast. Yeah. Holy shit, they're headlights. Oh my god, give me a minute. The headlights! There's someone here! The door's stuck! The door's stuck! front of me now, passing by without a care in the world. But it isn't the car making me pause. It's the man in the front seat. The man at the wheel is smoking a cigarette. 
looking blissfully unaware of anything around him. He's got a dark hat resting on his forehead, and a gloved hand is wrapped around a duffel bag just out of view in the passenger seat. And then, he turns his head towards me. He sees me. He's looking right at me, and I breathe in relief because I can finally go back. But then he turns his head back to the road, and drives back into the black embrace of the night. that slips so easily from my tongue, as if I've said it a thousand times over. I don't know if I even have a home, but something in me is so sure. Please, come to Hitchhiker Country. I gotta go home. I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, that area isn't within our jurisdiction. You'll have to call someone else. I look to the last nickel. Its finality terrifies me, but it shines as true as the last ones. This is it. Third call. Hello, this is Operator 9. Who would you like to speak with today? This is your last farewell. Make it count. Who should I call? relief as her warm voice caresses my ear. I know this voice. It's as if my whole soul has been waiting years for an impossible chance to hear her say just one single word. And it's almost enough. Mom? Cassidy? Cassidy. Mom? Mom? Mom, it's me. It's Cassidy. I'm lost, and I need to come home. Cassie, I, I knew you weren't gone. I knew they were lying to me. Please. Please come home. I'm so sorry about what I said to you. I can't, I can't live without you. I'll come home, Mom. I'll come home as soon as I can. But I, I don't know where I am or how I got here. And I don't have any shoes to, to, to walk in the rain or, or a coat to protect me from it. And, and the bench... I look to the bench and I go cold again. I can't open my mouth to speak. The rain is stopped. And in its place, that man with 
the cigarette is sitting on my bench. He's looking at me with tar black eyes from under the rim of his bowler hat. One hand is on his knee, and the other is on the duffel bag. It's stained on the bottom. I don't know what it is. Your boots, your coat, your bag, they were fished out of the lake, Cassie. If you needed them, why did you throw them away? I freeze. A cold, sharp fear rips through me. It's terror. It's realization. My drenched clothes. The payphone filled with water. The water that's now pooling in the booth. The water that's rising. Fast. But it's too late now. The man is standing from his bench. And he's taken two very heavy steps. Dragging that duffel bag with him. Cassie, Mom, stay with me, sweetie. Mom, I, I didn't, I didn't throw them away. Cassie, I swear to God I didn't. Cassie, baby, please. The man is halfway to the booth, dragging the bag. It looks heavy. It looks full. Take me home, Mom. Please, just bring me back home. Cassie! Mom, please. in front of the booth door, staring at me as the water rises right up to my stomach. I can see the duffel now, clearly. The dark stain at the bottom is red, and he's so close to the door now that his breath stains the glass. He bangs his fist on it. The water rises right up to my chest. Congrats on your last call. You're free to go. I didn't get to say goodbye to her! I didn't get to say goodbye! That was your goodbye. All three of those. No, 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 no! No! What a tragic end to such a tragic, tragic story. story. I am just gutted. <laughs> Regret is a form of torture itself. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, well, I suppose you'll be taking your leave now. I sincerely hope you come back. We have so much fun together. See? 